It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. I don't know who thought that up, but it's, it's, it is forever going to entertain me. I swear to God. <laughs> so, okay. So uh, today is uh, session three of the Who's Who Personality Beta Test Program. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out how to deliver it, but I saw something awesome that I could bring to the call today uh, in addition to the stuff that I would be bringing around each personality type, each department. and. Um, it is, uh, let me see, today was uh, March 26th. Our call started at 9. Uh, we went to approximately 1030-ish. Um, and uh, so I want to hear from you all before I get started. Uh, what's been showing up for you since you all been having these personality-type uh, conversations? Uh, anybody can start. Um, I, I want to start. What's been showing up for me is... And I think I said this on the last call, but I just have to say it again because it just it just gives me so much power. Like I feel so powerful because I can recognize, you know, the things that you sent and and the things that you've explained to us. So I can recognize that and people's movements and how they walk and I'm starting to you know, and I'm starting to be like, Oh, okay, so this is how I deal with this person and what has happened is, like, um, for for those of you who don't know me, I'm a personal trainer. That's one of that's one of the many things I do. Uh, or and and like my sales have went up. Like this week, I I had I got like three clients, which is normally my 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 close rate is about I do like four equal fits, four to five equal fits, and I may get one close, and I actually did less equal fit and closed more people. So that's freaking awesome for me. And just knowing what they want and understanding how they operate, like, really made a difference for me. So thank you so much. You, like, this is life-changing. Freaking mm. awesome, man. i, I got to think of another word for you because it's, like, better than awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love having fans. Swear to God, I love having fans. All right. So uh, I need to put something in, by the way. So, Terry, you're listening to this call? Oh, no, Terry's in uh, the bedroom. <laughs> oh, okay, because I was going to explain to him what was going on. But if he's oh, wait, wait, here, would you know? Hold on. Okay. Terry, could you join me? Can you join us for five minutes? Come. Don't come. Okay, he's here. Okay, so, yeah, Terry, so I just want to put this in for you because, you know, you're not around this conversation, and um, I I just feel like um, uh, it. I don't know if you deserve it or something, but I just feel like it's, it's uh, I'd be irresponsible if I didn't tell you what the call was about and what we're talking about here. So I know, you know, Sophia was telling you about personality type, and <laughs> right? So, uh, you know, me being around relationships since, you know, I don't know, 
five years old or whatever. Um, you know, I know a lot about relationships, but a few years ago, like when I first met Sophia and her sisters, I was um, given, I was given intuitionally um, this concept of how human personalities are designed by the creator. And um, basically the uh, template I was given and I was writing it and I've wrote about 400 pages, but I need to uh, go back and clean up what I wrote um, around it. So I have a book is called, um, when it's finished, it's called The Joy of a Working Relationship and the Reality of Happily Ever After. And the reason why I'm given this is so that people can see each other. And it just turns out that uh, there's 12 personalities based off of six different areas of our life, which looks like the elements of business. So there's uh, six different called departments, and uh, those six departments are uh, sales, investments, operations, customer service, legal, and vision. And we all interact with ourselves and each other with all of those, um, but then each one of us has our own particular focus in that area, and then we use the rest of those things to support us in fulfilling on that particular focus, whether it's investments or customer service or operations. And so I wish I could say I invented this, but it's not true. I actually received it. I'm honored that I received it. And this call is designed for me to, one, teach them how uh, teach them about it, but also it's designed to help me to learn how to communicate it better through words rather than through writing. And so I just wanted to give you that as the fundamental basis of this conversation um, so that you at least understand it. And if me and you ever have a conversation down the road, at least I won't have to say this again. And it also hopefully make it easier for when Sophia's talking to you about it, you would understand it a little bit more. So well, yeah, I, I pretty much got it. Okay. Yeah. All right, good. So then, hey, I just try to take care of you, man. You got it. Then, you know, thank you for letting me, you know, be redundant. My bad. <laughs> no, no, no worries. I was just curious on what the Orchard thing was. Oh, you were telling okay, me yeah. it was about business. The relationship is about business. I figured every relationship. There's not a relationship out there that's not business. Yeah, yeah. So I'll tell you Archer real quick. Archer is a manager in the customer service department of the business. They're the go-getters. They take care of people. They're great at sales. They're great at customer service when they don't have a blind spot. And um, they're, they're relentless. They're like A-type personalities. And, you know, um, for the most part, we should be glad that they exist because they do stuff nobody else can do. So, oh, uh, have, you, have, have everyone on the call been able to identify their, their personality type? Excellent question. I'm a boy. I'm a girl who's a boy. <laughs> what she say? What she say? She said she's a girl who's a boy personality type. Personality. Uh, she's a girl who's a boy. That's what she said. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I know I'm a damsel, you know, and and you know, I, I can I know who we y'all are, but y'all will find out. So. I just oh, wanted to put that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a siren. Is that right, Tony? Yeah. Siren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk about sirens tonight. So good. Oh, good. I'm a. I think I'm an archer, right? Is that right, Tony? 
I think so too, and you know we're gonna find out for sure. Um, you know, the next week or so. So. <laughs> okay. We're going to go over all of the personality types, and then in addition to each one, we're going to focus on one series of personality types each week, and then I'm going to also bring up a distinction each week. So um, tonight we're going to talk about uh, the, uh, the operations, which is the rebel and the siren, and then uh, operations department, and then we're also going to talk about blind spots. That's what we're going to talk about. So blind spots is a painful conversation, and... For people who are in sales, like the boy personality type girl over there, um, you, you need to know their blind spots so you can interact with them more effectively. Yeah. Uh, one of the great things about this is that this, this no, nobody's on this call has got a blind spot. You'll know when I finish describing blind spot to you. So, uh, But in the meantime, I'm going to go right into uh, this stuff now that we went over anything. Uh, come on. Wait a minute. Come on. You got anything you want to say, bro, or you fall asleep over there? What's up? I'm I'm listening. I'm, I'm like trying to stay. I'm be honest. I'm like for the last three days, I've been working like fourteen, thirteen hours wow. during the uh, car show at the Jacob Davis Center. Mm. I'm really exhausted, and I'm just trying to stay awake. So I'm here as much as I can. Okay, cool. Yeah, and I'm when going it... hard. <laughs> say it again. I was just saying, I know the Javits floor is hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And when is the uh, auto show over, by the way? April what? Uh, I think it's April. It starts April 3rd, and it goes on for a week. So it goes from Friday to Friday. No, Friday Friday to... Is it Friday to Friday, or maybe Friday to... What are these days? All right, cool. Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can get my daughter mm-hmm. like she did last year. Maybe try to have it be a family tradition or something. She loves the car show. All right, getting back to work here. <laughs> Wait, um, Tony. Yes. Just one question. Um, I'm a boy, and uh, Donata is a um, archer. And what is uh, Wendy and and Kumar? Uh, did I say that right? Yeah, Kumar. Kumar. Yeah. So, so this is Wendy, and I'm a siren. Siren. You're gonna, cool. You're gonna hear, yeah, yeah, you're gonna hear about the sirens tonight. We focusing on the sirens yeah. and the rebels tonight. And okay. I'm Kamora, cool. and I'm a damsel, according to the uh-huh. technology. We're we are surrounded by damsels. Got it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a damsel. You're visionary. I forgot. You're not a manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He thinks about tomorrow a lot more than today. You know, he's thinking and all that. Anyhow, so okay, great. So um. Operations department. We we talked about the the boy and the and the baby. Those are the sales part personality types. Um, they're all about uh, um, people, but they're really about like getting stuff done. Um, when they're uh, at their best, they're great at getting people to buy, getting people to do stuff um, because they're just so adorable, loving, and focused that people just trust them. They don't have the sneakiness and a, a, a sliminess of, you know, let's say a damsel or an archer who's trying to get over and make money or something or somebody else. They're just, they're like boy, baby, innocent. And, and, and when they know what they're doing and they're focused, people just crumble at the knees and say, I'll take it. You know, it's, it's like like Benny, the, the Honda salesman in the 1980s, you know, I'll take it. So, um, uh, and then, you know, they're worried about, you know, do people like them? And I, I don't, can't tell if you like me or not. And so they're they're doing a lot of that defensiveness and 
and trying to play poker and, and all of that stuff. So that's that's the baby and the boy, the sales department. Um, and then the second department is the uh, investments per, per, per department, um, and that's the uh, the heiress and the uh, butler. They're all about is this worth it? They're all about risk reward. The butler goes out of his way to do everything because he's hoping that you know something he does is going to stick. He don't know what's going to stick, but he since he don't know, he tries it all and then he regrets it and he's trying to save face and you know, all of that stuff. So he's going through his mind around him or her around, is it worth it? Should I do this after his whole life? And then the heiress, um, they're generally speaking, especially when they got a blind spot, fairly spoiled because they're really, really smart, generally speaking, lazy or selfish. They either keep in track of how much they gave you and the score has to be at least 100 for you to them and maybe somewhere between two and five them to you. And then that's just, for them, that's equal score, you know. Um, they're, they're like, uh, enti- there's a lot of entitlement going on with them, but they're the best with money. They're great at sales. They have a natural gift of selling, and uh, they know how to manage money. There's more billionaires that are that personality type than any other, um, you know, and for a reason. They know how to get people to do stuff for them without having them give them a daggone thing. Um, and then we have the operations department. The operations is what we're going to be talking about today. Um, the operations people are there. There's a manager that's known as a, a rebel, and then there is the uh, visionary, which is known as a siren. And so um, I'm going to do a little bit description of uh, those particular types. But um, uh, since we have a siren on the on the call here, uh, I believe I'm going to get some support around that. <laughs> so, uh, let's see here. Butlers, I mean, not butlers, rebels and sirens are great at making things work. They're really great at making things work. They can see how something's supposed to work. They can see systems and things and uh, procedures um, when they're um, empowered by their focus in life. Um, they usually fairly neat to very neat. Uh, stylish, um, you know, they don't have any financial concerns. Like, you know, some of the part personality types, you know, they're either great with money or they're terrible with money. For the most part, sirens, there's very few sirens or butlers, I mean, or rebels, I should say, that are um, challenged financially. Um, they, you know, they got to even, it seems that they've got an even keel relationship to it. They know they need to have it. They don't make themselves wrong with it. And, you know, they go about handling it. Um, where they have a challenge is usually dealing with people. Um, but um, the real thing is that they just can't really seem to like, they, they just can't handle when life don't work. Um, they don't like feeling unhappy. <laughs> they don't feel like, um, let me see, they don't, they don't like being unhappy. They don't like people around them being unhappy. Like, they're happy people. Sirens and rebels. Sirens more so than, than the rebel personality types. Um, sirens are uh, politically correct. Um, you can't dominate them, though. Um, they're not going to go out of their way to dominate you, but if it means between you and them, they don't have a problem with doing it. Uh, but they ain't taking no shorts on nobody. Everything is about fairness. They know how to leave back doors open for themselves, keep themselves free, all of that stuff. Um, the rebels... Um, they, um, 
don't care about other people very much because they're too busy depending on their own freedom. So like they're not attached. They don't they don't really have a relationship to people per se either. Um, they like people, but they don't understand relationships, and they don't work hard enough to actually ever figure them out. If they was ever straight, they'd be like, yeah, relationships is nice, but I really care more about me and what I've got to get done than anything else. But they would be straight about it. Now, um, the interesting thing about the rebel personality types is that um, they're kind of an extreme personality type. So uh, the men that are rebel personality types are all gay. There ain't no such thing as a straight male rebel. Not a, there's no heterosexual men who are rebel personality types. It ain't part of that description. They're gay. They're not even pretending. They're not the down low, you know, brothers who's like trying not to be noticed. So these guys are gay. They're happy to be gay. They may not like it because they don't want to get depicted on by society. But they ain't got no problem enjoying themselves sexually with other men. Um, there, um, and any any gay guy you ever saw, there's a bit of like exaggeration to their personality. There's a uh, they have a, they like either extra happy, extra sad, dramatic. Drama is a big part of their how they operate in general. Um, what else about them? Um, they're either really, really neat and focused and stylish, or they're really, really sloppy. They're like a mess. Um, both the men and the women um, have, are probably the most likely, the rebel personality types, they're probably the most likely to be hoarders because if they don't know how to make things work, they don't even try. They quit, they're done, and, and they don't even know what to do about it. I've met a couple of rebel hoarders. Oh my God! I just I don't know how they could do it, but because they quit on themselves because they can't see it for themselves, it's a big challenge for them, and they just like surrender and like okay, screw it, that's the end of that. Um, and you would never know it because when they come outside the house, they're pretty much neat, and you know physically they know how to operate that way. So, um, what else? And then the women rebel types are. Um, probably more masculine than any other uh, female uh, personality types. The, the male rebels are more feminine than, than the rest of us, and then the females are more masculine than the rest of y'all, the rest of the ladies. So it, it's, it's quite an interesting thing. They don't have a problem with saying what's on their mind. They will be straight with you um, about that. Um, and if you're ever on a train or a bus and you're hearing a woman uh, talking straight but kind of on the loud side or maybe very loud, there's a real good chance she's a rebel, but she don't care about who's paying attention to her. She's just going to do her thing. Um, they will say stuff, and they don't care how you feel. They're just going to say it. Um, if you leave them alone, they leave you alone. But, you know, they don't have a problem making noise, getting loud. And if they were in trouble, they're the loudest screamer. They will continuously loud you and, and blast you until you go away. And you can't shut them up. Um <laughs> Uh, Run DMC had a song called uh, You Got a Big Mouth. Um, and then um, um, I think uh, Houdini, um, back in the day, they had a song around the same time. They both had something about a big mouth. Mouth almighty, tongue everlasting. Those are the rebel females when they when they really ready to let it go. Um, all right, so uh, I said a whole lot of that. Um, uh uh, I'm going to shut up now and let me hear what you guys hear. If you recognize if, if what I said sounded like anybody in your life, any questions, 
hit me. I know I said a lot, but well, this is when you know I'll start as a as a siren that I, from an operational standpoint, like I'm behind the scenes, maneuvering and and it's like a chess match, like like this person is in my life for this particular reason and this guy is in my life for this reason and like it's all working out and then moments when it's not working it's like a I'm like a deer in headlights like what's fuck just happened like I had, <laughs> I had everyone in place like everything was working and this is it, it's um very uncomfortable I, I still am trying to maneuver um maneuver in in the manner as if everything was still working and behind the scenes I'm scratching my head, like it wasn't supposed to happen that way. Like I did everything <laughs> to avoid that from happening and how did that happen? So um, if you ever like experienced someone where they're like deer in a headlight, it's a possibility that they're a siren. Yeah, that was so brilliant because, you know, you and I, we've known each other for quite some time and, Anytime so wasn't wasn't working, I, I that that showed up again and again and again, and then you know I would support you with like getting clarity so you can go back to doing the, your magic. We 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 call it the Wendy effect. She's she's got this way. Of, <laughs> it's, it's awesome, right? But when the Wendy effect ain't working, oh my God, it's like you know. <laughs> so I got nothing but but compassion for her because I know when life is working for her, it is super amazing. And um, the only time she's not happy is when stuff ain't working and she ain't going to mm-hmm. the store that we're going to go. The only time she's not happy. Otherwise, happy as a lark, easy to be with, awesome. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, thanks for, uh, you know, putting yeah, your welcome. personal spin on that. Yeah. Um, anybody hear anything about uh, anything else in this conversation? Like what? Hear what? I don't know. Any feedback at all? You know, you got any questions, or maybe there's somebody that comes across in your mind. You know, like you're 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 selling cars. You know, I mean, you know, you probably meet those people that are super happy trying to buy a car, and then when you try to close them, they get like a little wary. You know, they back off a little bit. You know, or, or get noncommittal. You've experienced that, yeah? Yes, I have. Yeah, <laughs> you're probably dealing with a. Um, uh, you're either dealing with a negotiating uh, customer service person um, or you're dealing with a siren who just ain't going to tell you how to make them commit because they ain't going to get trapped by nobody, you know? Mm. Um, um, okay, all right, great. So I'm going to move on to the next piece, which is how to determine from looking at them who they are. All right, and maybe this will bring up some, some uh, personalities for you. So um, the, 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 the one thing about the siren personality types that is, like, um, in your face about how they look is that they got the smilingest face you've ever seen. They got the biggest, brightest smile. Their eyes smile. Their face smiles. Even when they're looking at you with a straight face, unless they're upset, they look like they're about ready to smile any second. When they when they actually smile, you see all their teeth, all of them. <laughs> and when they walk, they got this bounce in their step. I think it's some. I think it was must have been a siren who invented person, um, uh, 
positive mental attitude, PMA, you know, uh, that, 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 you know, uh, uh, that created the law of attraction or whatever. I mean, like, they're the most positive people. Their walk is positive. Their talk is positive. Like, everything about them is, is at least fairly bubbly unless their life isn't working, and then they're, like, sarcastically negative. You know, they're like, uh, this is still ain't going to work um, because they hate to get tied down in a lack of workability. Um, let me see. I'm trying to think of who in the public um, is uh, like a siren. Um, I can say for around the New York Landmark Center, um, that there's uh, two people that are siren personality types. Um, I know Del Nada, you know both of these people. Actually, there was three of them. One of them just completed. But um, uh, I don't know, Sophia, if you would remember either of these people. Um, but anyhow, there's a lady in there named Bethany Harris on staff. Bethany mm-hmm. is a siren. She's bubbly. Oh, she's, God. She's smiley and all of this stuff, but you cannot trap her. Don't give her no hard time. If life ain't going her way, it's a problem. And if you're the reason why it ain't going that way, you're a problem. (laughs) And then um, then there's a guy named uh, Mark Hanyan, who is the only black man. No, he actually has two black men on his staff there. Um, um, But he is a uh, siren personality type, too. And he's always smiling, always in a good mood, bouncing, you know, smacking his hands like, yeah. And in the meantime, he's like, oh, man, how am I supposed to make this work? <laughs> he smiles to everybody else to help them be empowered. But, man, the job is tough for him. Um, I'm trying to think who in the public eye is a siren personality type. Um, they got the bounce in their step, you know. Um, <sighs> Wendy, you got any ideas, like public figures? Um. I'm, I'm thinking uh, Meg Ryan, Jennifer Aniston. Hmm. You know, it's funny. I was thinking that um, um, that uh, not 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 those two, because um, what happens is, uh, you know, I, I I don't think I've ever said this before, but Archer personality types can be confused for women, anyhow, can be confused with Arch with a siren, because they have a specially you know enthusiastic kind of smile too, but it just their eyes don't smile with the rest of their face. You know what I mean? That's how you can kind of tell if you're really looking at them. But uh, I always thought that uh, Julia Roberts was a siren with her smile. She got that siren kind of smile. Yeah, but I'm she not, does. But, yeah. you know, unless, if I was around her, I could tell if she's a siren or she is a uh, archer. But that smile, every time I look at it, I'm like, I think she's a siren. But I don't really know for sure. Um, oh, I know who's a siren. Um, oh my God! What's her name? Um, uh, she's um, uh, dark-haired woman. Um, there was a movie that was out not too long ago where this woman took in this uh, young black uh, man who turned out to be an all-star football player to got to the NFL. What was Minnie the name? Driver? No, not Mini Driver. No, no, no. Blind spot. No. Blind something. The blind. Mm. Blindside. Say it again. Blindside. 
Uh, I don't remember the name of the movie. I'm thinking about the star woman who was the, the, who turns out to be her his stepmother who took care of him and got Sandra, him to college. Sandra Bullock. That's who. Sandra Bullock mm-hmm. is a siren. That smile, mm-hmm. she got that. Yeah. She got the smiling eyes. She got the mm-hmm. walk, the bounce, the step. You know, like that. She is a prototype siren personality type. There you know, there ain't no confusion with that. Um, let's see here. Um, there's a couple of comedians that are sirens. I can't think of them right this minute. Um, I was just trying to like look at it from a like physical, like physical perspective. I know you can see what, it. What about that one? I don't even know his name, but he has like really crazy hair, and I feel like he's a little bald on the top, and he just he seems like a siren to me. Really you know, Carrot Top might be a siren if that's what you're talking about. Redhead. I think everybody knows who Carrot Top is. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I think I think he's a siren. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I ain't seen him long enough for me to be able to tell. But there's, there are some good siren comedians. I just can't think of their names. But if I saw them, I'd be like, oh, yeah, there's one. Because it's like their presence is so positive-minded that mm-hmm. it's hard for them to... Um, to not be oozing that enthusiasm. Uh, I'm going to switch over to the Rebels now. Um, the Rebels, I don't know if you all noticed, gay men, they have kind of shifty-eyed look. They kind of, their eyes shift around. They don't really focus. It's almost like they never really got trained to be straight because, like, not sexually straight, but, you know, straight as a human being. Because they've, you know, they're, they're different from the rest. I don't know if that's the reason why their eyes shift around, but for the most part, they got shifty-eyed look, meaning mm-hmm. they kind of their eyes slide from one point to the next in in a kind of a darting kind of fashion. Um, mm-hmm. They, it's almost like they want to look at you, but they can't look at you too long or something. It's just, they got a shifty-eyed look, I'd say. Um, they walk like they're in a hurry. Um, very intentional walk, um, but like they're in a hurry. They they, they got to get somewhere. Um, <laughs> um, their attitude um, is that they're risky. Like mentally speaking, they're the type that's going to take risks. Um, because they're committed to being themselves more than anything. Now, they rebel against anybody else's opinion in order for them to be true to themselves. Um, but at the same time, they hold back too. They're a little bit more blunt in their holding back where the sign would be kind of like, hmm, let me see here. I don't want to let people know that I'm not going to be pinned down, but I ain't going to be pinned down, but at least let me investigate first. You know, where a uh, siren would get wary and concerned when stuff starts showing up that they can't put their finger on, a rebel would just hold back. Yeah, I ain't doing that. <laughs> No, I ain't doing that, you know. Um, and so um, I'm wondering if, forget about the gay guys, y'all. If you see a gay guy, he's a rebel personality type. He's going to have, he's going to walk like he walks in a hurry. You know, he's going to be somebody who's a risk taker, generally speaking. Uh, eyes are going to move around. You know, they got their flaming this in their own way, uh, uniquely speaking. But um, I'm wondering if anybody can see if they got any sirens in their life. Um, and if not, it's okay. You just should be looking for them this week because they're on the subway. They're all over the place. 
I'm glad I don't have any. I don't think I can deal with that. I can't, I can't deal with noisiness. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, I can't deal with, like, loud people, like, people being really obnoxious and their voice, like, you know, like, people that speak really loud and their voice carry out that I, that I, I haven't been able to deal with that. Well, I and tell that, you, that, you know. The sirens uh, that I know, that's how they are, and, and I, I'm not friends with them. I don't you, must be be. Talking about, you must be talking about the rebels, because the sirens are usually not loud. I think it's okay. the rebels you're talking about. But you do have one lady friend who's a rebel that I know that you know that you have. Who? Uh, Brooklyn Bodison. Oh, yeah. But, like, yeah. again, I I said. <laughs> oh, I got that. Yeah, you, okay, okay. That explains a lot. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't deal with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's good friends, but not that good. I got that. Oops. Okay. No. No, she's a good friend. She's a good person. She she has a good heart. I love talking to her on the phone, but like, it, like it seems, you know, I I'm just a very uh, quiet and not that I'm a I'm not a quiet person. I just like peace. Yeah, you, <laughs> you're not enrolled. Me. Yeah, you're not enrolled in being around boisterousness. I got that. No, I can't do it. Yeah, yeah, and generally speaking, particularly the ladies, the uh, the the rebel females. They got almost no tact to finesse whatsoever. Like, yeah. they really got to work hard at that. I mean, she works hard at it, and she's, you know, where she is, you know what I mean? Uh, she will take her time before she drills into you, but she's still going to drill into you anyhow because she ain't holding back. She's, you know, <laughs> willing to take risks, you know? Um, and it's funny because my second, my second wife was a rebel personality type. If I knew this, I wouldn't have never went near her, ever. <laughs> If I do this about rebel personality types, man, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even ask for her phone number. I'd have been scared of her. But you know, we live and learn. So, um, all right. So that's that for now. Any anybody else got anything? Um, all right, because I'm gonna I'm gonna move over to the next thing now. I'm good. Um, hey, come on. Come on, you knocked out, bro. <laughs> yeah, I think he's knocked out. All right. We got a man on our men's team that's a siren. I was going to ask him about it, but he did say he was tired. He just had to listen to the recording. Okay, great. Um... I'm going to read you something that I wrote. I'm going to talk about something called blind spots. Um, I was going to read it. Fine. And then I'll explain it later. Um, it's the impact of blind spots. Blind spots are nasty. There's a story that goes like this. A man is under a lamp near his car looking for his keys when a neighbor sees him and asks, would you like some help? Of course, he agrees and thanks the neighbor for offering assistance. Ten minutes later, the neighbor asks, we've been here for a while. Where did you lose your keys? The man said, I lost them in front of my house. The neighbor says, so why are you looking for the, for looking here when you lost your keys over there? The man said, I, I don't have any light in front of my house, so I can't see a thing over there. That's what it's like having a blind spot. You can't see what you need to see in order to get what you want, so 
you revert back to what you know to do, even if it won't help you. For example, you're great at making friends, but you don't notice you keep losing friends and making new ones. Or you play it safe so much that your life is shrunk to the point where it's unmanageable anymore. Blind spots are mental patterns that dominate us. They dominate us because of our lack of ability to see, deal with, or understand it. Usually, we can see another person's blind spots, but not our own. For example, you may have a friend who always chases their romantic partners away with their constant bickering, yet you have relationship problems too. Or you may have a cheap friend who you know is damaging his business, yet you're a money pincher too. Blind spots kill relationships dead. What you can't see, you can't solve, handle, or repair. What you can't see can kill people off or chase them away. When you dissolve your blind spot, the world looks far different. The world becomes an inviting adventure full of love and power. Each of us has within us the vision to manage the six departments of the relationship navigation chart, sales, investments, operations, customer service, legal, and vision. However, as long as you have your blind spot in place, your vision is limited to only what you're best at. Let me say that again. As long as you have your blind spot in place, your vision is limited to only what you're best at. Blind spots limit creativity, courage, and initiative. Blind spots kill dreams. You can tell if you have a blind spot or not by the following. People keep telling you the same things about yourself over and over again. You keep getting stuck in the same general area of life over and over again. You keep getting in trouble in the same area over and over again. You keep hiding out from dealing with the same area over and over again. Things keep happening to you the same way over and over again. I'm not referring to minor issues. These are major life issues that have a permanence to them. It's as if you feel cursed in that area, as if the creator cursed you himself. If this is true for you, take heart. This book, this is part of the book, by the way, this book is designed to help you dissolve your blind spots so you can take full advantage of the rest of this book. Blind spots are the main impediment to a fulfilling life. It creates fears, worries, and other ugly life experiences. Um, oh, yeah, I should keep going. Okay, great. Um, blind spots are a gift of sorts. They tell you the area of your highest purpose and highest goal in life. For example, if you have a hard time getting people to agree with you, what that's telling you is you have a gift in the area of persuasion but don't know it or how to take advantage of it. If you've been deeply pained by your blind spot, it's not the end of the world. It's your key to a fulfilled life. Your blind spot has a flip side, your bright spot. 
so before I start talking about the bright spot, let me stop right here and find out what y'all are hearing, what's coming to mind as I'm speaking, as I said that. So I, I love when I realize my blind spot, it's that, um, like, Oprah aha moment. And um, for me, it's been uh, life-altering. One one example was um, I... In 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 relationships, I know that there's always something in the background with with the guy, something that just like annoys me or bothers me, and I I'm sweet about it. Like, oh, well, you know, can we just change this? Or I have an idea to make this better. But underneath it all, I have this um, slayer in me, and it wasn't until like Tony and I were working on like what's really happening in the background that I got to distinguish, like, you know, the slayer that I could con- control exactly those moments when I start to build something up, build something up, and then explode. And and since that moment years ago, this is like almost three years ago now, that I, I haven't had a, a slayer, like, show up, like, in full force. I remember <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ouch. I had this thought, like, you know, I just want that that guy to feel it. Like, I want to just like cut him at the knees, and then Tony's like, No, you. It's worse than that, Wendy. You're like Slayer. I'm like, That's it. I am. And and it wasn't until just really working through that whole blind spot that uh, that I can really own it and and have power around it versus it having me. Yeah. My um, blind spot showed up for me when I was in North Carolina after the World Trade Center mm-hmm. incident. I moved down there. And I know I think everybody on this call, if Terry's on the call, he probably had heard of it. Everybody else heard me talk about it. The time I kicked a hole in my girl, then-girlfriend's chair because I was so pissed off that she wasn't cooperating the way I wanted her to. And then, you know, about a week later or less than a week later, I come home and I look through the window because I'm hearing her playing her favorite music. I look through the window. She's dancing and having a good old time. And I was like, where is she at? I've been wanting her. What happened to her? I, I want her back. So I knock on the window. I'm all excited. She's in a good mood. Then I find out, uh, you know, she sees me and then she goes back to being an old chick. And I realize, oh, that was me that did that to her. Uh, and then... After then, she's leaving. She says, you know, I came down here because of you, and now I'm leaving because of you. That was, uh By the way, uh, Wendy, she was a siren. <laughs> God bless her. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and so what I realized is I didn't know how much I was crapping all over people. I was just cheating on people. I didn't even know I was doing that, you know. And um, ever since then, you know, my commitment has been not only to not shit on people, but to be the safest person in the room because me being safe uh, keeps me feeling safe because I never know if somebody needs to tell me something that we both need me to know, but they can't tell me because they're not supposed to be telling me. We ain't doing that, not me. So uh, I'll hear anything. But I know that people on this call, there's nobody on this call that's got a blind spot because otherwise you couldn't even hear the personality thing and you wouldn't be interested in hearing about it, more about it. So 
Um, I, I don't understand why you say that, like, that nobody on this call got a blind spot, and if they did, they wouldn't be interested in hearing, like, what, I don't understand how you put okay. that together. Okay, great. So, so people with a blind spot are so stuck. They they basically quit on everything there is that they could possibly do except for the thing that they're clear about. They don't know how to be clear, so um, they're going to be super skeptical because they think life is going to go the way it's always gone. Bad. And so when a person finally gets free of their biggest issue in life, they're open to more bigger issues, you know, more more freedom. They're open to, wow, if that happened, what else is there for me? And that's not to say that people don't have blind spots, but then there's the personality blind spot, which is a different thing. So for me, I did not know I had a blind spot around customer service, about taking care of people, about making people feel special. Because I was leaning on my ability to sell people to come around me. That was my strong suit. But once I realized that I was, I didn't have the language called being terrible at customer service, just not taking care of people, when I realized that I was doing it and I didn't want to, Everything that shows up for me now is how to get better at customer service because that's my focus in life. So how do I use investments to make me better at customer service? How do I use sales to make me better at customer service? How do I make agreements that enhance customer service is really where it's at. So me having love be present, for me, love is a function of customer service or I use customer service to deliver love or something. But if I had a blind spot, I wouldn't even be interested in hearing that stuff. I'd be like, get out of here with that garbage. Or most people will be, I should say. Not every single person on the planet, but most everybody. They'd be like, nah, I ain't down with that. Does that communicate? Yes, got it. Yeah. So if you have no way of measuring whether or not something's true or not, and you've been crushed numerous times over the, over the decades, you ain't going to have any trust for this conversation either. You'd be like, get out of here. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why. But and and I'll, I'll share um, a blind spot that I had when I was, I started teaching aerobics um, about 20 years ago. And I had it, this is a great way to work out and get paid. And it mm-hmm. wasn't until my my supervisor pointed out, you know, you don't care about your class. You're just in there, you're looking at the mirror, it's the music you like, and you're just doing your thing. You come late, you leave a little early, and you're not interacting with the people that I really got. I, w- I, I just had it as it's my workout. Great that other people are here, but um, I don't really care about you. So it really turned my business, my, working, my teaching aerobics around when I got to be present to people in the class and be there for them. Got it. Yeah, it sounds like the type of, yeah, that's, that, yep. I'm sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just saying that's awesome. That's, that's a, I got it, that's great. Yeah. Awesome. I'm trying, I was just trying to think of one of my blind spots. Oh, well, 
I know a big blind spot that I had was, and I don't know how to make this make this smaller, but so throughout my life, like, I feel like I've just had a, a difficult life. Like, my life has just been difficult. Everything about it was difficult, difficult, difficult. And one day I just discovered that every time now, you know, I'm, I'm almost 40 years old, and every time I go through a difficult situation, how the shit just roll off my back. Like, I just be like, okay, next. And had I not been through the things, the difficult things that I've been through, I wouldn't have that attitude and I wouldn't be able to, like, wade through things so quick to where they, it's like, okay, whatever, you know, yeah, things are still happening. I'm not saying difficult situations still are not occurring, but how they occur to me are like, okay, now how are you going to, how are you going to get better? How are you going to, like, step that up? And what are you going to do to take that to the next level? And and not letting the emotion of it, like, take over my life and, and linger in it for months and 30 days and 60 days and, you know, a whole year and go through depression, which is what I used to do when um, when I would go through difficult times. So I don't know how to make that smaller, but that's been my experience in my life. I get it. So, um, yeah, you know, uh, people who don't have a blind spot, they're open because they know there's so many more ways they can get something, whether it's improving their life, taking care of people, contributing, whatever. But people who don't have a – the people who do have a blind spot, which is the majority of humanity, by the way, like – I don't know, 70, 80%, maybe more, I don't know. Um, They're trapped and can't hear anything other than what they already know, which is limited. So until they have their aha moment, which I'm going to talk about what that kind of looks like, the experience of it, then, um, you know, then they're, they're just usually not willing to learn, not willing to cooperate, you know, they're cold and cold-hearted and all of that stuff. And, you know, it's heartbreaking. If they knew where if they knew where they were and they knew where they could be, they would want to get out of that thing the moment they got it. <laughs> it just would. Well, you know what's heartbreaking? It's like when you see people that are there and you can't, and, you know, I guess that's another area in my life that I, I have to work on is, is being in being enrolling and uh, but I like I I've met people where I felt like man nothing I say to this person makes a difference but actually that's not true because even in the moment maybe in the moment it seems like I'm not making a difference and then later on they'll come back and say you know what I really thought about what you said so I'm letting go of the conversation that I'm not making a difference and creating that I'm always making a difference. Even if I'm not, even if I feel like I'm not in the present moment, but that I, but it, that I'm, that I'm always making a difference. I'm just gonna leave it like that. I'm always making a difference. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Great. Excellent perspective. Love it. All right. So now, um, now that I said all of that, uh, um, Sophia, anything you want to say? Just checking. Um. um. Is it on mute? Fell asleep and went to the bathroom. I don't know. 
Uh, all right, I'm going to keep it rolling. What happened? I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I just want to know if you had anything you want to say about blind spots. And no. Okay. Very good. All right, I'm going to keep it rolling here, and then um, this will almost cover, like, the whole section for tonight. All right. On On the other side of your greatest pain with your blind spot is your greatest joy. Your bright spot is the thing you were born to fulfill. It's the compass that points you towards your greatest achievements, highest aspirations, and deepest love. Bright spots are what make the world go round. People without blind spots are easy to recognize. They smile deeply, make friends easily, and are hard to anger. They're easygoing, mild-mannered, yet strong. They can stand up to anything, yet allow life to do as it pleases without getting bent out of shape emotionally. The moment you dissolve your blind spot will be a moment you'll never forget. It'll feel like the beginning of the rest of your life. One moment your life went this way, the next moment it was different. After you've dissolved your blind spot, you'll look back to when you still had it. And thank you, lucky stars, it's gone. It's impossible to be the same after that. The people in your life will recognize that something is different about you. They'll know something happened to you, and they'll like it. You have no idea what that'll feel like, but when it happens, you'll never forget it. If you're reading this and you have no idea what I'm talking about, consider yourself lucky because you don't have a blind spot. <laughs> You've been living with your bright spot your entire life, so you don't have the experience of looking for keys under a lamp. You look for keys wherever they are without trepidation. You feel free to be yourself, go, go after your highest aspirations, and admit when you've made errors without making yourself wrong or taking it out on others. You have no idea how blessed you are because you've never had the experience of feeling trapped by something you can't see, feel, put your hands on, or even explain. You only, you only know freedom, love, courage, and power. In fact, you may find it hard to be understood by the majority of your friends and relatives. They consider you a bit strange because you don't view life as they do. You don't see problems where they do. You don't get upset over the things they do. You don't defend yourself or your views. For you, everyone's point of view is equally valid, which drives many of the people in your life crazy. <laughs> You're more than willing to let things be. Allow people to be themselves without imposing your will. Smile a lot and basically ride the waves of life with joy. That doesn't mean you don't have reasons to cry, be sad, or angry. It just means you don't take it personally when these things come up. People without blind spots are free, independent, powerful, and able to see clearly. They can call their own shots without looking over their shoulders. They often feel as if they're living a charmed life. 
being free of your blind spot will leave you feeling exactly the same, charmed. To the degree that you have your blind spot is is the degree to which you have a dark cloud over your head. Your life is in your hands, which really means it's in your head. The moment you free your mind, your life becomes free. The moment you dissolve your bright your blind spot, your life becomes free. So, the reason why I'm bringing up the whole conversation about blind spots is so that you can tell the difference between dealing with somebody who has one and dealing with someone who doesn't. This is in particular for you, Sophia, the salesperson. Yeah. Because you see the difference between people with a blind spot and people who don't is as your customers, right? Say that again? I said, you've noticed, now that I've said this, if you did not notice it before, that some customers are easy to deal with than others because yeah. the ones that are not, you take out blind spots, and the ones that do, they don't. Yeah. The ones that are, right? So, yeah. so um, what would be useful for you in particular as a salesperson is to understand those blind spots and to try to help people get free of their blind spots as you're selling them a car. Mm. You know, that's one way of taking advantage of this information is recognize if you're dealing with somebody with a blind spot or not. Is it mm-hmm. worth dealing with them? And then how do you deal with them with that blind spot in terms of selling them a car? Yeah. So, and, you know, each blind each personality type has their own unique types of blind spots. You know, the operations types, they have blind spots around operations. One of the blind spots, for example, is they don't like relationships. <laughs> they don't understand they don't know how to make it work. You know, another one is um, they don't like operations or they hate operations, you know, so like they have theirs. And then there's, there's uh, the customer service types called um, um, they hate to lose or um, they just make up the rules as they go along or um, they don't listen to nobody, you know, like that. So those are the customer service type blind spots. So, you know, I'm, I'm offering this to you because, I, you know, we talk about how people look, like their walk, their talk, their their vision, you know, their way their eyes move around and stuff like that. But there's also the type of blind spot they have will tell you what kind of personality they have. Mm. So if they have a customer service blind spot, they don't give a crap how you feel. Or they have a relationship blind spot, like you know Wendy was just talking about a few minutes ago. That'll tell you what personality type they have, as as much as the walk that they have, or the topic of their discussion. Mm-hmm. Does that communicate? Yes. I ain't say it's easy, but I'm just giving it to you as something to look for. You know. Mhm. So. Okay. Anybody else got anything they want to say or ask? Donata, what you got out of that? I know you got something. You on mute? Over there talking, thinking you're talking. We can't hear you. Uh-oh. I think everybody fell asleep except for me and Sophia. <laughs> well, Wendy, you still awake today. 
Everybody sleep? Everybody's on the talk. No, I'm here. Can can you see if if uh, she's on? Yeah, everybody everybody's on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's on, so I don't know. I, I think Kamal fell asleep a while ago. Either that he's on mute and he woke up again or something. I don't know, but uh, he's still on the call. Nobody hung up. So, anyhow, so what you get out of this? At least you can contribute it to the phone, the call, and people hear the recording later, you know. Anything, Wendy? Yeah, no, I'm um, I'm just present to um, my own siren makeup and what what works, what what doesn't work, and um, I I'm not sure I'm not sure if I have rebels in in my immediate circle, but um. But I can definitely recognize people that I've, you know, interacted with in the past that were rebels. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, when Donata was saying that, like, the sirens in her life are, like, loud and, you know, she, she can't handle that, I I don't consider myself, you know, like, overly talkative or, or a loud person. I don't know if it's my landmark training that has to be in check, but um, yeah, I can't think of a time in my life or since landmark that I, that I was like that. Got it. Definitely, when I was younger, and I mean, in fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, I was a cheerleader, so I was definitely a big mouth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always up in people's face. Come on, spirit, spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Hey, hey y'all, I just want to check in when my, I, I feel like my background is loud because I'm driving and it's raining. So, yes. I, is it too loud? No, no, not to me. Okay, good. I just wanted to check in and make sure because I didn't want to, like, I keep putting the phone on me. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I'm just checking to see because um, I'm about to wrap this up. Um, see if you're, um, anybody has anything they want to say or ask. Um, I'm going to be obviously emailing you plenty of stuff again. But, um, you know, I just wanted to hear, you know, anything you got out of this last piece for yourself, Del Nada. About the bonfire. You know, you just got to listen to the recording, there, dog. Right? Yeah, I know. I knew it. I knew, I knew Tim say that, and I'll and I'll make sure <laughs> as soon as I uh, as soon as I get home and get those last, you know, few minutes. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right, so that's pretty much about it. You know, um, I will um, send you what I just wrote, read to you, so you can have it. I'll also send you the things about the rebel personality type. Uh, and the siren personality type, both operation types, uh, how you can tell the difference between them, and uh, what I just said about blind spots and and, and the beginning of bright spots. I'm, I'm actually just going to send you the part about the blind spots. Not so much. Of, you know what? I'll send you the whole thing. It's fine. No, I really uh, like the I really like the bright spots though. 
Yeah, okay, like, good. So I I'll send like it. You're talking to me. <laughs> there's more there's more to it than that. That's just like the introduction to the concept called Bright Spots, but I, I have another area where I talk about it, and I probably I'll do that for next week, so I'll make that happen. So um, I'm going to send you what I just read. I'm also going to send you the long sheet about, you know, the, the, the personality test like I did for the first four already. Uh, I don't know if y'all are reading it or not, but, you know, you're getting it anyhow. Uh, I suggest you do, but um, yeah, you're gonna get a lot, a lot of content in this email. And again, last thing is to look for the different types of personality types in your life, and and just notice, you know, how you interact with them. So, um, and that's all I got. Any any closing remarks from y'all? Oh wow, this is a shorter call. Well, it's a, it's a oh internet. I'm yeah. over here. Wait, wait a minute. It's, uh, what time is it? Oh, it's seven eight. Eight. Oh, man, I'm going to try it. I think it is our, well, I mean, I can stop it right here. I mean, I can, listen, I can find something else to talk about, but uh, this was basically, um, you know, the conversation I was going to go over. So um, probably it went this short because I didn't get as much feedback as I was hoping for. Um <laughs> <laughs> You know, it'd be the questions that make the, the work even more rich. Um, okay. To hear, you know. Oh, maybe you should ask different questions. Well, okay, that's why we call. That's why I call it the beta test because I'm trying to figure out how to make it happen. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe you oh. should dig a little deeper. Okay. Um, I feel like one. I I know with uh, with me, Donata, and Sophia, like all of us have have uh, sales, like me with aerobics and, you know, personal training and, and selling cars, it could be like a role play, like, you know, you're you're up against this one client and, you know, this is kind of the personality type, what would be some lead-in, what would be some closing, you know, things like that could. Oh, that's awesome. That's mm. good. Thank you. I like it. Me too. Yeah, Let's good. do that. Let's do that right now. <laughs> Hit it. Lead the way. Okay. So, so Sophia. Yeah. Call you out. <laughs> so what you, I'm the I'm the customer, and you are. Um, I'm the customer, and you're the salesperson. So, um, try to. So you're gonna. What are you gonna tell me? Delmetta wants you to sell her a car, and, and we're going to practice dealing with personality types. Oh, yeah, uh, because I'm in the market, too. Like, I'm really in the market for a car, so that'll be awesome. Uh, okay. Um, so what are you currently driving? Um, a, a zip car. <laughs> a, a, a big car? No, a zip car. Oh, a zip car. Oh, that's so dumb. Oh, that's so funny. Um, tell me in general what you, um, like, have you ever owned a car? Yeah, this is actually just my first time in my life not having a car, and now okay. I'm owning a car. Okay, that's cool. So what cars have you owned? Um, well, I I love having luxury cars. Like I, I like if it's right. I don't 
I don't want to get something less than a luxury car. So, um, and, and I mean, like, you know, like, my last car was a, a BMW um, X5, so I want something equivalent to that. And But I, I will take something like an Acura, because I like those, too. They're really good cars. Yeah, there's um, definitely different levels of luxury. Go on. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, no, no. So, yeah, I, w- I would definitely go that route with something like, you know, it doesn't have to be a big, like, I just want, like, the leather seat, the navigation system, the sunroof, and a car that's going to last me a while that I'm not putting in the shop a lot. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah, I mean, what you were describing were, like, the different levels of luxury. So I would say tier one luxury is um, definitely, like, a Mercedes, a BMW, an Audi. All the German brands are definitely considered, you know, considered tier one luxury, probably because of the way that the cars are engineered. Um, there's just a high level of, uh, in regards to how they're engineered, really meticulous. Um, yeah. I would say probably tier two luxury would be Lexus. Sometimes people put it in tier one, but in essence, and I'm, I'm not saying this in a bad way. Everything in a Lexus is Toyota because there's not a separate place where Lexus is made. So nonetheless, though, so it's definitely a luxury brand, you know. And then I would say tier three luxury would be Acura and Infiniti, where it's the higher level of, like, Acura is the higher level of Honda and Infiniti is the higher level of Nissan. So in any luxury brand, what's happening is you're getting, you know, a higher level of... It's it's beyond what you're going to get in the Honda and Toyota. They're functional, but there's there's that lack of, like you're saying, it sounds like you like the leather, you like the panoramic sunroof, you like the bells and whistles, navigation, backup camera, things like that. Yeah, I really like the, my favorite car is the Audi Q5. Like, I really like that because I'm starting a a meal delivery business, and so I'm also, you know, looking at an SUV, so... That's so funny. Um, I was about to ask you, do you like to be low to the ground, like more like a sports car, or do you like uh, to be higher off the ground? And today um, I had a woman who bought an A3. I work for Audi, and I had a woman that bought an A3 like a year ago, but she was realizing any car is going to have more like more uh, potholes or going to affect the tires because they're lower to the ground, and you can't. the cars are good, it's just the roads are bad. So she, yeah. drove, she drove the Q5 today, and she fell in love. And I think I fell in love with it, too. Like, <laughs> I think I want the Q5 as well <laughs> because it's just, like, the smoothest ride in the world. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah. I think that I had an Audi A6 one time, and it was, like, the best car that I've ever driven, period. Like, I've had all kind of cars and trucks, but the, the Q5, I mean, the – a6 was the best one that I had ever driven. Like, having what, him road and, like, it was just amazing. Exactly. So that's, that's really, since you don't have a car now, that's what I wanted to hear. So you like a smooth ride. Yeah, I like I like, I like taking curves going 80 miles an hour and not having to press, press brakes. Like, I like that. I hear you, but, like, exactly. So, like, Mercedes is very cushy and soft, which some people love. BMW is very, um, very tight. You know, Audi is somewhere in between where it is luxurious 
and 40. So that's why it, it's like the best of both worlds a lot of times. So, it is. Um, now yeah. you're really selling me on, on an outing. Like I was looking at other stuff, but now I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. You're making me remember how much I love my Audi and how, like, sad I was that I, you know, I totally, I wrecked it. Like, it, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have this car for the rest of my life or something. I don't know. But, um, no. <laughs> Probably the best car to wreck, though, because, the, you know, the way that they're made are so strong. They're, like, combination of steel and aluminum, and aluminum makes things even stronger. So, so everything that Audi does is done on a racetrack. So it gets perfected on the racetrack to the point of, like, you know, like pushing it till it breaks so that they perfect it and put it into the cars. So, Billy, I didn't know that. That's so cool. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, I think that the best thing would be for you to drive it because this is the thing. As, as, as beautiful as something is, the way that it drives, the way that it feels is really what's going to solidify. So if you've driven the A6, then you know how an Audi drives. Maybe I what, do. Year, what year was the A6? Um, I think it was like a 2005. Yeah. So then, so then now we're, we're 10 years later. Every single oh. year, like Audi is one of the most progressive brands. So, ten years later, I, I can't wait till you drive it. Actually, because it will it will speak for itself. I don't have to do that much. <laughs> I don't oh have to do that much. Oh, I was looking online. They have panoramic roof, right? Say again. The Q5. They have a panoramic roof, right? Yeah, I mean, there's uh, three packages: premium. Premium with Nav, Premium Plus, Premium Plus with additional packages and Prestige. And so, like, straight away, a premium, not even with Nav or backup camera, you have LED lights, daytime running lights, panoramic sunroof, heated seats, you know, you have split folding seats, you have everything under the sun, and that's entry. So entry level for an Audi is already mid-level for most brands. Oh, my gosh. I just imagine myself sitting in that Q5. All right. Yeah. So, uh, listen, I'm going to make sure y'all have each other's numbers. I'm going to finish this conversation. <laughs> I don't but know. I wa- about it. Okay. <laughs> but, but I, but I want to know is what it was like for you from a personality perspective. Because I, I made some observations myself. And um, I want to hear what y'all heard about it from a, you know, because I know it, at least part of it, y'all forgot what y'all was doing it for, which is really cool, right? I told totally you, listen, Tony, I just went with it. I was like, okay, so calm. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so uh, what did y'all get out of that interaction? Well, this is the thing. I'm listening to her, and... I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not um, adept at translating it into the personalities yet, but what I hear is enthusiastic, optimistic, uh, open, you know, those are, she's, you know, she's sharing what she wants, she's sharing what is important to her, she's not holding back. I don't know how to translate that, but I can, I can feel that, you know. Okay. All right, cool. Delnada, what you what you saw personality wise uh, from that conversation? Um, yeah, and I don't know how to like uh categorize but what I heard she liked to you know, like she was educating me 
and and that like that I just like that 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 you start educating me that like I just fall in love because I love to be educated I love having knowledge and people providing me with knowledge and not just and I didn't feel like she was trying to sell me I felt like she was just providing me with information and and there was nothing between there was nothing there like you need to buy this right now because I need to pay my mortgage or something it was just like hey you know this is what this is what you need to know about this car and if you like that, then I would suggest you take the next step and take it for a drive. And it was very, like, smooth. You're smooth, man. Smooth. <laughs> so what I heard was um, Sophia um, making sure you knew what you were looking at and she, like she was, she was qualifying you not to find out what she could sell you, but really qualifying you to to find out what you actually knew about cars. Yeah. Right. So that was you know that was that was a part of it, and then um, what else is there? Um, um, you were being someone who did, does not have a blind spot, so you you were not being defensive. You sounded like you could feel free to be a yes or no or maybe, and, you know, it didn't matter how she felt, like you were free to be that way, and you just was kept hearing what you needed to hear. Um, you know, so, like, what you all was interact, what you was experiencing, it was a person without a blind spot talking to a person without a blind spot. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I'm like, I wish every client would be that open. <laughs> yeah, so you want to notice this for the both of you because there was little or no resistance at all, and most people you're going to have is going to have resistance, and part of the reason going to have resistance is because they don't know you, mm-hmm. right, and they don't run across salespeople all the time. But another reason is because they got a blind spot nine times out of ten. So you're going to hear their blind spot. And if you can't hear that they have one, you can't really go to work and support them and having them make a decision with you in spite of their blind spot. Because most of the time, people with a blind spot, they're only going to do business with people that agree with them. They're looking for agreement because they don't know nothing else. They got no other way of measuring accurately, accuracy, support like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I'll, I'll person, share what yeah. I what I was really yeah. present to Sophie is that you stayed within Donata's um, interest level. So, her sharing she likes luxury. You focused on the luxury. You weren't going into well, this has like a V8 engine and da 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 transmission. Cause she wasn't really you know looking for any of that information. So you stayed. You know how it felt. You know driving um, potholes. You know just kind of like you stayed up at that luxury level, mm-hmm. and uh, and the the languaging, the verbiage, things you know related to that level versus taking it like another way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so, so interesting. It's yeah, interesting sorry, to break this apart because I I don't do this normally, so it's actually fun. <laughs> Yeah, well, thanks to Nada because she comes up with this kind of stuff on a regular. Good job, girl. I'll be talking, and she'll be like, I'll be talking, and she'll be like, yeah, well, what about? I'll be like, oh, damn, here we go. Right. I'm, willing to, I'm willing to grow. Okay, I'll grow. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Tony, from from your from your perspective as a former car salesman, um, would would you have followed the the same path that Sophia, or just coming from your damsel style, do you think it would have been different? If I was uh, having this conversation with her, uh, I would be wanting to, rather than educate her personally, I would have been looking to see uh, how enthusiastic her commitment is. I would have been looking to see how I could escalate her commitment level, escalate her desire, like find the thing in her that's like so excited about whatever we're talking about that she can't do anything except for, okay, fine, I'm taking this car with me. I would have been looking for that hot spot more so than I would have been educating her. Uh, that's just, that's just you would have done that? Say that again? What, and what, what method would it, you have used to do that? Well, I would have been asking you about, you know, you said you wanted, a, you know, the luxury. I'd have been wanting to know why you wanted the luxury car, you know. What difference does it make for you? Um, okay. I would have been listening for, you know, you start, you know, daydreaming. You know, you start, you know, fantasizing. You know, you start going into your your heart. I would have I would have been looking to find how can I get you there further. And if I couldn't, then you know I'd back off and just you know start giving you some options and like that. But I would have been looking for how do I get you. You know, how do I get you to have the experience that you would have when you weren't around me about this car? Like, when you were at your highest level about this car mostly, I would have wanted you to be that way right in front of me right then and there. Ah, but I did get there because she was describing to me because I've had the Audi experience and and how she started educating me and telling me things that, you know, like telling me things that I didn't even know about Audi because I wrecked my car. I literally um, one day, so don't text and drive, y'all, because I literally freaking ran into a wall. <laughs> I was texting mm. and driving, and I ran into uh. a wall, totaled my freaking Audi, and I was so mad because it was paid for. I paid cash for it. I worked hard for that car. <laughs> mm. But I got more from the insurance than I even paid for it, so that was cool. But I didn't buy another Audi. I forgot what I bought. What I buy? Mm. I don't know. I bought something else. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. So uh, I heard you. I heard you go there. I heard you get excited. I heard you get enthusiastic. I heard you get lit up and say, "Okay, oh my God, I got this money." But I would have went there intentionally versus had a conversation and then you actually got there. Like that would have been my intention, <laughs> as opposed to, "Well, we had a conversation and you actually went there." Okay. So it's funny with with a boy personality. Is it? Is it more common with um, Sophia's method, like not to go in for that that sale? Like, okay, so are you? Can you come in tomorrow? Like, I was waiting for Sophia to like kind of steal it. Um. Well, I think I interrupted her before she was able to mm-hmm. do that because she was like, "Let's test drive now." You know, I I heard a sense of urgency. Uh, I also heard that Sophia was not um, beating around the bush. She wasn't in a hurry, but she wasn't right. trying to take her time either. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, that, that's that's what I heard there, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, you know, how would I finish it off is that I would have gotten her mostly engaged, which Sophia did, but that would have been my intention yeah. to get go, as opposed to, um, you know, how she went about it. And we probably would have made the same sale for the same reason eventually anyhow. anyhow. 
and just that I would have went for the feelings, particularly with a woman, um, uh, as opposed to because people make decisions based on emotion and then they justify it with logic. So, so I want I would have wanted to go there from a straight from a sales perspective, um, and then. When you y'all was talking, I could hear this was a conversation, a people-based conversation versus a value-based conversation, which would have told me that I was dealing with a uh, an investor, whether it's in, whether it's an heiress or a, uh, a, a a butler. You know, um, you know, she was talking about the experience of the car, which mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which which is a uh, a visionary. Uh, kind of conversation, but really it's, it's, a, it's a customer service conversation. So Delnada was in a customer service conversation, and so was um, Sophia, because customer service for Sophia is um, her strong suit, and, and customer service for Delnada is her bright spot, her focus in life. You know what I mean? So, like, they was having the same conversation about customer service. is an archer. Yeah, right. So she's she's not a vision. She's a manager, not a visionary. Right. Yeah, like she's about like I got to go get this. We getting this. Like focus. You know, I'm having this. That's how how she is. And she's like into doing. She loves doing stuff. You know. So, um, but at the same time, women are visionary. So a female archer is going to be more visionary than a male archer. Um, just because. Uh, follow. So are you saying that I'm a visionary and a and a. Well, strictly from a personality standpoint, mm-hmm. you have qualities of both a visionary and a um, uh, and a manager, but you're mostly manager because of your personality type. But as a woman, you're naturally still a visionary anyhow. Women naturally see tomorrow because that's how they can maintain safety and security. But that's a gender-based conversation. Okay. Right, and so um, you know, for myself as a male, you know, I I, I can manage as well as as well as lead, but I lean more towards le- leading because that's my personality type. But I'm manly enough to be able to manage. That's just not my focus. I have to about manage, but I'd rather just lead. <laughs> you know, um, that's me. I think I think that what happened for me is that I got in like to this. Um, independent mode, like I'm independent and I don't need nobody and I can do it myself. Like I've been living my life like that for a mm-hmm. long time and that put me in the doing. Like I, like, and where I was like, okay, I got to get this done. Okay, I got to get this done. Okay, nobody's going to do it better than me, so let me just get this done because I do mm-hmm. it freaking awesome. <laughs> and yeah. you know, and I had these situations where I was hiring people to do it, and they would do like a poor job, and I was just like, "Freak, nobody's gonna do this better than me." You know, um, Tony. Yeah. I have. Is that so? I can relate to that as a, as a manager type. Like when I do it, it gets done the way I want it done, and when other people do it, they don't do it to the level of the care that I put into it. And so I end up doing it. But I'm at a place where I wish I had the skill level to communicate how I want it done and to hold people accountable for it. Because that would be I can do everything. Yep. What? 
Yeah. That would be visionary leadership. That's what that's what leaders do. They that's where I'm at too. Like I'm like I, I my my vision is so big I can't do it all myself. I'm gonna have to start trusting people. Like I, I know. can't do all this stuff myself. There's no way. I'll run myself raggedy, which I have in the past and hated life. So no, I'm yeah, like yeah. I'm going to have to, like, let go of the reins. And mm-hmm. and I'm actually practicing that now um, by hiring people on Fiverr and communicating with them what I want. Like, you're literally explaining, like, this is what I want, blah, 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 and writing documents and sending it over and, and, like, being okay with, oh, and then they send it back to me and they be like, okay, um, do you want any revisions? Yes. And, you know, like, and... I'm I'm practicing. I'm paying for it, but I'm practicing because I know I can't do all this stuff myself. And you can you pay you can get you can get a lesson for five dollars. <laughs> five dollars. <laughs> That's beautiful. Five that cracked me up. Lesson. <laughs> actually, you know what? Actually, I thought you said five dollar Lexus, but um, but five dollar lessons are good too. You know. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so, yeah, so. Oh, you you didn't hear me? I didn't hear you. I, it sounded like you said $5 lesson, then you said $5 lesson again, but I figured that you were making a comparison, so I figured one of them was something else, and I just did Yes. Get yeah, one of them is something else. $5 Lexus. Oh, 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 no, I heard $5 lesson. Yeah, no, no, I see. No, I, I said no. I said it, was, it sounded like five dollar Lexus, but you know, lesson five dollar lessons is good too. That's what I said. That's not good. So, okay, so um, you know that was that was awesome because you know, like really looking at the personality type from a how can you tell which one it is standpoint is awesome. And so I'm inviting you, Sophia, to start listening from that in your sales. Like, first off, like, let me see. I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to send it to you, because I wasn't anticipating um, this conversation going the way it's about to go. So um, in order, when you're listening to people speak, you're interacting with them as a personality type, the first thing you want to be able to determine is whether or not they're a visionary or a manager, a leader or a manager. Managers are always going to be trying to manage stuff and get stuff done right now. They're doers. They're more more likely to be protectors. Their conversation is about today. Visionaries are usually going to talk about tomorrow or other things being equal somehow, like how this is going to benefit them overall, whereas the manager is like, listen, I need to take care of my needs right now. And it's not necessarily they're going to buy right this minute, but they're not thinking about how – they think about, I need to get the best car right now at the best price right now, as opposed to, yeah, I want a car that's going to last me a long time and, you know, that I'd be happy with and I can feel self-expressed in or whatever else people say when they're thinking about how long they're going to have the car, for example, in cars or fitness or whatever. So, you know, determining whether you're dealing with somebody who's all about today or all about tomorrow will be, you know, one of the things you want to listen for when you're having a conversation with people. Um, Wait, so uh, Focusing on tomorrow, then they're visionary. And then if they're focused, because that's what I'm thinking about. When I buy a car, 
That's yeah. how I am. Like I'm like, and and I'm like that about some. I don't know. I, I guess I need to look at that. Um, but when I send you, talking. when I send, listen, when I send you the uh, the 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 um the damsel and the uh, archer uh things next week, you'll figure it out. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you'll see the difference. There's some, there's some, uh, there's some, uh, some powerful differences between how both will operate. You know, a damsel is the type that don't mind sitting back and waiting for something. So they figure they're going to be able to get somebody to do it. But that ain't really you. you got to train yourself to be that way. Me. That's yeah, me. I, I can't sit back and do it. I can't do that. Like, yeah, either yeah. I'm going to do it. Or, or you want to get somebody to do it, or something. I'm gonna get somebody to do it, but it's gonna get done. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So that conversation went real flowingly because one, you're both in the world of people, sales personality type and a customer service personality type. Neither one of you got a blind spot, so it was a free and easy conversation. And um. You know, I, you, she probably would have bought the car for me if I didn't interrupt you. I mean, so I'm just saying, uh, ah. you know, oh, yeah, I was um, already there. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. You know, I have a question. Like, the way that it flowed like that, so we don't have blind spots. And right. so when I – there's often times that I do sell a car to someone, and it's enjoyable. Like, I would enjoy selling a car to her because I know I'm giving her something that she wants. She understands the value. We're going to find a win-win, and she's going to be happy, and she's going to send me people. And that's the best type of sale. But nine out of ten times, I have a lot of resistance. And so that's a blind spot, or is that not is that not trusting, and not trusting is a blind spot? Well, it's probably more that it's a blind spot, and secondarily, they don't trust because they got a blind spot. Uh, or you know, what if what if it could it be creation? What do you mean? So like if we're we're manifestors, right? And we're always creating our life anyway, right? So you're creating, you know, you had you just said nine out of ten times, um I have a client and they're resisting and you created that. So nine out of ten times you have a client you're resisting. What if you change your perspective and change the conversation around your experience with your client? No, no. I, I listen. I, I, maybe nine out of ten times is um, is too strong because <laughs> I, I come. I came into car sales like with like a little like a, like how you describe like innocent. Like tr- tr- truly innocent, and not really understanding how much uh, distrust there is in the industry. Uh-huh. Like one day, one day I was a I was I was a banker where everyone trusted me because I I held their money, and you know I was whatever behind the desk, and they expected me to you know to trust. And then I was sitting on the other desk behind the car sales, and it was automatically like I had like uh, leprosy. You know, <laughs> and yes, it, yes. I promise you that, like, I don't know if I'm explaining it in a way you understand, but, like, that truly was my experience in the beginning. And now that it's been a year and a half, I have a lot of confidence in myself now and in the brand, and I don't necessarily take it personally anymore. That was that took a, a lot of time to get there. Like, I don't take it personally. Like, I'm here to make a living, and 
and and bring something to people that they want because you you came to me you know like that type of thing, but sometimes not not but sometimes there is like um like an agitation that people have like they think that I'm not being trustworthy or they just expect me not to be because I sell sell cars you know and I was asking like is that just maybe industry. Or is that 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 person has a blind spot? Oh. Mm. Um, Tony, what do you have to say about that? Well, what I got to say is that um, it's both. <laughs> um, and the reason why I say it's both is because the um, carbonist, man, <laughs> the carbonist has a reputation that's only slightly better than Congress right now. No. <laughs> Congress has about an eight percent approval rating. Eight. Wow. Car sales is probably more like fifteen. <laughs> when I was in car selling, I found out later on that I was selling cars in the golden age of car selling. I couldn't believe that. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? It was hard to me. Anyhow, they said, you know, it's golden age because back in those days you could sell a car right then and there and you could do all of this stuff that we used to be able to do that you can't do no more. All the regulations have slowed us down and all that, right? Oh, okay, I didn't know that. All right, so, um, but what I will say is that um, my first six months, I was wondering why the customers were so hard on us. And then the second six months, I was wondering why is the management so hard on the customers? And then it took me a year for me to realize, oh, it's equal. <laughs> the customers come in and give the salespeople a hard time because this is about the fourth time they had to buy a car and got their ass whipped. And so we ain't taking it no more. And that's how that goes. It's the, the, the culture of car selling is um, still strongly connected to the era of uh, P.T. Barnum, it was Barnum and Bailey Circus in the promotional style in that era. <laughs> it's like snake oil salesman reputation, and people don't forget it. Because mm-hmm. they remember the last three times they bought a car and got killed one way or the other. They say, I learned in the car business, the headline giveth, the small purse taketh away. <laughs> That's why I learned that statement in the car business. Let's what you mean? The headline giveth. The small print taketh away. Oh. Amen. Amen. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you just, yeah, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I, Headlines. I people are more educated now and so much information out there that, you know, like I'm a very educated car buyer. And and I educate myself, and I'm, like, looking at uh, fuel efficiency. And, by the way, I want a diesel. And, you know, so – and I know that Audi provides that. But, um, you know, I think that people are more educated. And, yes, I, I now that we're in this conversation, people may be, you know, coming to the table a bit skeptical and making sure that you're not telling them things that are not true and – you know, and at the same time, you're educating them, and I think that's great because, like, the guy, the guys that I've been talking to, I probably haven't ran down there and bought a car from them because they're just talking to me like, and but I bought so many cars, but they're just talking to me like, um, 
Yeah, so you're a woman and you want a car? Like, what kind of car you want? What kind yeah. Of like, and I'm just like, really? That's what you're going to talk to me about? All right, well, cool. You know? <laughs> right, yeah. So, and and I haven't ran down there and bought a car yet because, you know, like, I haven't had this conversation. Like, no one's mm-hmm. trying to educate me and, and go a little deeper than my car note and, and the kind of car I want. You know, like, the kind of car I want is important, but if you're all going to talk to me is it's a car note and price, you know, that's, and I don't know, like, I, it, it hasn't got me to want to buy right now. Like, I'm not ready. Like, I'm not like, ooh, I'm going to run down there and buy that car right now, five ninety nine. dollars That was funny. <laughs> I got it. I got it. So, anyhow, um, you know, you created this Delnata. Uh, what do you get out of this value, personality-wise? I what I got out of it is I need to learn. The, I really need to learn the personality so that I can speak into because so I can speak directly into that. You know, like just be like like a knife. Like just be so sharp with it that. I can just speak into that because that's exactly what she just did to me. She just spoke into she was just speaking my language, and yes. I just like I was I was I was under hypnosis, you know, like I felt like I was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love that's, it. Wow. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah, Love like it. I was. Oh yeah, I'll buy from you. And, and I, you know, I talked to like and, five people about a car and none of them have got me the and even though they had cars that I was like, Oh yeah, you know, that's cool, whatever, good prices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. I haven't been like, Oh yeah, I'm I'm coming to get that tomorrow. Right. <laughs> like me up here, can you have my paperwork done? Send it over so I can just tax it. <laughs> Listen, yep. Tony, give her my number please. Yes, I will. <laughs> I will. Um, no you know what I appreciate about this is um, the way that that flows is the way that it cannot it cannot flow if I'm not aware of what that personality is or what the blind spot is. And I, I appreciate this conversation because I didn't even know. But in that way, by knowing this information, and I and I and I appreciate you know what I like that we don't really know what it is, but we know the experience of it. So we're like, I don't know what it's called, but blah 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 blah. And I guess that's the way it goes in the beginning, you know, just learning um, about what it's like, and then as time goes on, we'll be more astute to it or adept the way you are, Tony. Yeah. And I still haven't mastered it yet. I mean, I'm, that's why the reason why I'm having this conversation because like I can see it in people. I can hear it in them, but, um, you know, how can I say it in a way that they can't miss it? Ain't yeah. there yet, and it's fine. You know what I mean? That's why we're having this conversation now because we ain't got to the bottom of the conversation itself yet, but that's okay, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm honored, you know, to, for the opportunity to, to make a difference. I'm glad that you all want to play with me. Thank you, Sophia, for coming up with this idea in the first place. I'm blaming you. Sorry. <laughs> you held me accountable. Yeah. It's way past my bedtime, but it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is this is awesome, and um, yeah, that's just kind of like all I got right this right this minute. So, um, 
Uh, I'm glad that you, you know, Delada, you came up with this idea. So um, what I'm going to suggest you do in, in um, coming down the pike is that you um, uh, make this request again as we're going through this um, to uh, think of some ideas or some scenarios that could be uh, communicated. I'm going to ask you to, to keep that in mind. Not like you have to be better, but I'm, I'm asking you because what you just did was great. So, uh, you know, next time you can bring it, bring something else, I guess, if you want. Or even me and you could talk about it before the call, you know, between now and next week or something. You know you got it. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. You got it. Awesome. Awesome. All right, ladies, Wendy dropped off a little while ago. She communicated. She texted me because, you know, y'all were so caught up in what y'all were doing, falling in love with each other. <laughs> that, you know, she she was like, you know what, I got I to gotta go to sleep. She's not a night person anyhow. So. And yeah. uh, I think I see Kamor's number still on here, so he must have fell asleep a long time ago. Yeah, poor, poor guy. You can hear him snoring, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies, listen, I'm done. All right. All right. Denada, that was fun. I enjoyed it. And anything you need from me, you let me know, okay? Thank you so much. <laughs> and Tony, thank you so much. I'm going to bed. Hey. Oh, no. All right. Y'all have cars? You know, I, I, yeah, I'm not ready for, like, a $60,000 car right now. I know that. Thank I you. know. You have any used, uh, some used Q5? Yeah, 100%. You know what? Um, Take this website. Well, if you if you want, I'll take your cell phone and I'll text you to our website, and you can look online uh, to see some of the cars that we have. But please, without like without pressure, please feel free to visit me. I'll be more than happy to go through it because you could buy a pre-owned car, or you could lease, you could lease a new one and buy it at the end. You know, there's multiple ways to go about it, you know, so however you want to do it, I'm more than happy to help you. All right. All right. All right. Okay. If you want, how about Tony? Um, yeah. Can you hold, just on, do a- hold on, hold on, hold on. I just want to yeah, end this promise. recording. I want to end the recording and then we can talk all we want. So hold on a second, all right? All right. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.